We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. It is finally here. It's finally time to talk about a real live sort of Packer game coming up today. The first preseason game for the Packers taking on the Tennessee Titans. We're here to break that down just like we do every single day here on the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm Dan Kotnick. My partner, as always, Chris Schimmel. Chris, are you as excited about football being here as I am? I am so excited that I am probably going to be watching every single preseason game I can get my hands on. Me too. And it's going to be, it's just, it's finally here. We finally get football, but it's also slightly disappointing because it's not exactly football. You know what I mean? You know, you're, you're excited because football's finally here. You know, I'm really excited to see what players are going to play. And then when I find out, oh, all the great players are on the bench. But then at the same time, if you're a true football fan, you're really excited to see what these young guys have, because these are the guys who are going to make up the depth of your team. These are the guys where if there's injuries, these guys are the ones who have to step up. So these preseason games, they're big deals. It's a really big deal. Well, the, the special teams got, you know, the guys playing for that last 53rd spot on the roster, you know all the guys that are going to they're going to round out the roster and uh, talking about the roster a little bit uh, some news from the team coming down the Packers signing an inside linebacker undrafted rookie out of Illinois 
James Crawford, a guy like we were kind of talking about there, a guy that's going to fight for a roster spot, hopefully in a position where the Packers desperately need some help, some depth with Jake Ryan being gone. And he seems a lot like a guy that the Packers have invested in a lot of already. A Josh Jones, Oren Burks kind of guy, a linebacker that has the build and the speed enough to play inside and outside linebacker, but also originally coming into Illinois was drafted or was recruited as a safety. So he plays the kind of that Josh Jones role playing a safety and a linebacker. So you don't really know what to make of it. Are they looking for depth? Are they looking, are they, they don't have the, the I really, yeah, I really, I think it's a mix of both. They, they need to have some good depth. You know, you've always heard about Quentin Rollins, you know, the guy coming off an Achilles injury playing cornerback now, all of a sudden, they're trying to move him more into the linebacker role during their dime. You know, Josh Jones also coming in playing linebacker. You know, if you look at their team from last year, they're basically down two linebackers because, you know, Joe Thomas wasn't resigned. Right. And now Jake Ryan's hurt. So that's two inside linebackers gone. So I really think this is a, a little bit of both. Desperation move could really add some solid depth before going in. And then also the fact that they're moving Quentin Rollins and playing inside is also a factor. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, there's really no downside to it because you're probably going to see Oren Burks, a rookie, play a lot of snaps, especially in the preseason, and probably when week one rolls around. So it's why a, it's not a win, bring another guy in? It's a win-win situation. What do you yeah, have to lose? Exactly. The, the worst that happens is you play a rookie at linebacker. And that's why there's four preseason games. Yep. And exactly. it's kind of crazy how a lot of teams start off with, you know, 90 players and they have to get it down to 53. So why not bring more guys in? Yeah, there's yeah, there's no downside to it. So you see uh, what James Crawford can do There's probably not a chance that he plays a lot in this first preseason game just because no, he's, he's had got a, zero he's, practice time. Exactly. Got to learn the playbook. Right. But, you know, like you said, that's why they have four games. Give him a chance down the line. Also, I think before we jump into the game, we have to talk about the rumor mill that's been flying around Packerland the last 24 hours is Khalil Mack, the juicy steak sitting on the trade block from <laughs> Oakland. I mean, it's he's basically a one of those apple pies that they put on the windowsill and have the uh, the steam bring you over like in a cartoon. And then you're just waiting for the windowsill to fall down on you because it just seems too good to be true that the Packers I know, that's could why do anything I... here. But it really, really could work if you just think about it. That's what everyone is screaming. It all works if you just think about it. It's like when you hear about that, the you like go to a steak restaurant, they have the great Kobe beef, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's what I want. And then they go, oh, by the way, it's $80. <laughs> you're like, what? So uh, I mean, I'll just have the New York strip steak thing. Exactly. You know, Brent's Khalil free, Mack, right? Yeah. <laughs> Little Mac would be you know a perfect addition for the Packers, obviously. You know, it's something that I almost am scared to go to because I don't want to be hurt when I see right. another team, especially if it's a foe in the NFC. Getting oh, you know this is something the Vikings would do. Or you the Cowboys. Right. Or the Patriots, even though they're in the AFC, oh. it still hurts. Oh, I, I just I can't I can't think about it. So I'm <laughs> saying this to Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, if you're listening, if you're not going to go to the Packers, stay in Oakland. Yeah, just stay in AFC. I don't I don't need you anywhere anywhere near anywhere near us. But we if, I mean, we we uh, we did the outside linebackers yeah. preview, and 
we've already discussed how thin that is, especially if they move Clay Matthews inside. Yeah. To uh, Jake Ryan being hurt, then they're really thin outside, and Cleo Mack would make an even better audition. I mean, he's just an absolute game disruptor. Uh, he he's one of the few defensive players that can go out and make an impact every he, single time that yeah. he's out there. He is the the stereotypical great Raiders linebacker that would have fit in perfectly yeah. with their great teams of the seventies or the eighties. Definitely. So we we. So we'll check on that as you know the smoke continues to develop. We'll see if fire ever happens from it. You never you never know how these things work, especially in the preseason with guys trying to leverage for more money as they hold out during the preseason and whatnot. But let's let's talk about real Packer things. We've got game number one tonight against the Titans in Lambeau. Uh, personally, for me, I the best thing I love about the preseason is getting to watch. Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon as the play-by-play guys act as play-by-play guys for the Packers in the preseason, especially as someone that lives out of state. Well, first I love Kevin Harlan to begin with. I, I think he's an amazing broadcaster and to have them as the two lead guys for Packers home games, I think is fantastic to watch. It's one of my favorite things about watching Packer preseason games. Let's start with the offense. Obviously Aaron Rodgers most likely Definitely not going to play. Not going to play. I mean, if you take a look at some of the last preseason games, his snaps from 2014 to 2016 have gone from 69 snaps to 45 to 26. He's going (laughs) down every year. 14, 15, and 16, those years, he went from playing two games to two games to one. So it's almost like, look at the four preseason games. Which one do you think he's going to play? It's definitely not going to be the first one. Right. It's always usually... Two, three is the one where you see the most of Aaron Rodgers, most likely. Yeah, so he almost gets like a bye week of, right. by not playing in week four. Exactly. The, the fourth preseason game. Yeah, and there's really there's no – I think there's no need for him to play any more than he really does. I mean, the, he's he fits in the offense. He This offense revolves around him. He knows what he's doing. Exactly, and not just that, but we've also heard, you know, Brian Bulaga, his right tackle, is not going to be playing. Right. He needs to take it easy because that's his second ACL tear. Be patient, Brian. Come in when you know you're ready. And also, mm-hmm. I was there at the Packers family night, and I saw a guy leaving out on a on oh. a cart, and I'm like, who is that? I was like, who is that? I can't read his jersey number because he's sitting down. I'm like, oh, my God, that's David Bakhtiari. So if he's not playing, Rodgers, no. Both yeah. your tackles out, just call it a day. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's one of the first things I'm looking for with this offense is the offensive line play because of that concern depth being a huge issue you've got to find guys to be these backup rotation kind of players for in the inevitable time that Balaga and Bakhtari will probably have to miss throughout the season and not only that but out of all the position groups early on in camp offensive line seems to be the group that has disappointed the most it just it gives me a lot of anxiety because Bakhtiari and Balaga have to deal with these injuries. And so I think the first thing I want to see tomorrow is how these some of these offensive line guys play, who can step up in their first game experience. Especially to me, Jason Spriggs. He's yeah. not he's not just a second round draft pick. He's a second round draft pick they traded up to get. Mm-hmm. And I heard rumors that they wanted to get him because they're afraid Chicago was gonna get him. 
So they went and they got Jason Spriggs, and he has completely underperformed ever since. So this is the really is the make it or break it year for him. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely on on Spriggs. Spriggs one of the the guys. And I mean, they got him too because he could play. He was comfortable playing different positions. And so, you know, you've and he's got, got a, the body size too. He's right. tall. Yeah, got you've got to step up eventually. And then, got, and then uh, Kyle Murphy also. Yeah. He was he was in the same draft in the sixth round out of Stanford. And I think he's outplayed Spriggs. But, I mean, you take a look at uh, the, the Titans. They were fifth in the league in sacks last year. They have Brian Arakbo. And so if Arakbo is going to be playing in this game, then, you know, Murphy and Spriggs got to get their act together pretty yeah. fast or else they're just going to be embarrassed. Yeah. Speaking of embarrassed, Aaron Rodgers kind of embarrassing his wide receiver core the other day. Not embarrassing, but at least calling him out publicly, publicly shaming him a little bit. I think wide receivers, I'm really interested to see. I think this is going to be one of the most fun battles to watch on in yeah. the preseason. Who Definitely. comes out of this group? You know, we already know Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb. Right. Lock it up. They're they're the Batman and Robin of the duo. You know that they're going to make it. So the real question is, is who's going to be behind them? You know, Geronimo Allison is going to be number three. Right. And then everybody else after him, it's a big question mark. And especially you look at everybody, you can't even put them in a four, five or six because it could mix. They can mix and match any day of the week. And so yeah. I'm also wondering is uh, what – defensive backs they're going to be going up against the titans because you know they got they got malcolm butler in the offseason and then they got a, a dory jackson i believe their first round draft pick the previous year so it's like are they going to be going up against those guys are they not so it's going to be really interesting to see who they're going up against yeah and i i think the thing too is because it's so mixed that the four five kind of role it's so wide open that depending on how some of these guys play, you could argue that they could force the Packers hand at keeping an extra wide receiver. You know, that's one of the things every, every training camp is how many wide receivers are going to keep on the roster and, and, and can some of and, these guys uh, force them to keep more, especially with their lack of depth at the tight end position. Yeah. You know, right now they have uh, Jimmy Graham, they have Mercedes Lewis, they have Lance Kendricks, mm-hmm. and even Lance Kendricks, you know, he had a couple of drops this week. Yeah. And so they're trying out a couple of guys too. So they're probably going to have to maybe keep a couple of wide receivers or maybe even an extra tight end. It's all going to be very interesting to see how it all goes. And I and by the way, about Aaron Rodgers calling them out, I like it. Because this is this is the National Football League. This is professionals. You know, this isn't, you know, you pat a guy on the back, say, don't worry, man, you can get it next time. No, this is the NFL. It stands for not for a long. <laughs> if you don't be a professional and go out and play not for long if you're not going to catch the passes for Aaron Rodgers because he runs that offense and if you're not doing what he wants you're not for long speaking of quarterbacks we're transitioning incredibly well into all of these I think the other thing I really want to watch is not just the quarterback battle for number two but I really just want to see what Deshaun Kaiser can bring in this very first game because they, they got rid of a first round draft pick for him, yeah, man. that I mean you don't do that you don't do that to keep a guy on your practice squad or make him a third string quarterback and if you do it's a really bad start to your tenure as GM and you've invested so much now in Kaiser Hunley to me he's 
he's dead to me. If uh, he's, <laughs> it's like if you ever watch Shark Tank, Mister Wonderful, he's dead to me. He, he's, I, I, he's not my backup quarterback anymore. And I don't, I don't want, recognize I don't, him as my quarterback. And and I don't want to hear this all. Well, he he has experience from last year. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that excuse. You know, no, and so which begs me the question: Are you saying that Kaiser you think is going to be the starting quarterback at the game? I. I think they'll probably start Hundley just because he's the de facto number two right now. And so he did, I guess, earn that from last year that he did come out and play. You could say that was the best of his ability. He came out and played last year and took, took over a big role last year. And he did win a couple of games. It wasn't the best. I know that I just went off on him there, but I think at least he's earned the chance to be the starter quarterback and for I, game number one. I agree with you because I think that if you put Hundley as a starting quarterback, that's really telling Kaiser, hey, I'm going to be traded for you, but we're not just going to give you the bad right. role. Exactly. Not to mention, of course, uh, you know, if you've uh, been watching uh, the practices and reading Journal Sentinel of Tom Silverstein, he's the one who said that Tim Boyle, is actually outperforming both of them right now. Yeah, there's always that one guy. There's always it's like it's like a, always that one white quarterback from nowhere that comes in like a Joe Callahan, straight. like Joe Callahan yeah. comes out of nowhere, and you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, and Pretty everyone good. He thinks comes from a small school that you never hear about, and he's he's gonna be the dark horse. You just they're gonna keep him on the roster, and then he never does. He never does. Or practice squad. You might or, be, you might get the practice squad because the right. Packers are, are gonna have three quarterbacks on the roster like they do every year. Yeah. So moving to the defensive side, I've got a couple of things on here that I want to look at. But for you, what's the number one thing on the defense that you're looking for in this game? Me right now, I'm yeah. thinking about the cornerback position right now. Me too. It's because, you know, Tremont Williams, he's on, you know, mm-hmm. he's a veteran. So I don't expect him to play Devon House, too. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Kevin King and uh, Alexander with their little injuries of whether or not they're going to be playing. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of talk that they're, they probably won't play this first game. And if they don't play, then you have this long list of cornerbacks. You'll recognize some of the names because I feel like they've been deep in the depth chart for forever. Yeah. But, you know, you have Josh Jackson, of course. But then these guys, you know, Josh Hawkins, Lindsey Pipkins, Demetri Goodson, Herb Waters, Donatello Brown. They're guys that have been in deep in the depth chart, I feel, for a couple of years. Because I just, you know, you always recognize their names and they just never really come up. And then, of course, Quentin Rollins. I'm really interested to see if they play him at the linebacker position. That you just you listed off that that list of cornerbacks that have been there forever. They sound like the names of a bad Italian mobster movie. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go talk to Herb Waters. Uh, Lindsey Pipkins owes us the money from uh, from 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 the lottery the other day. <laughs> I, right? It's like it's they've just, been. There's so. There's just so much. I don't want to say there's nothing there, but there's just a lot of guys that really need to prove something. I know because they've been here for so long. Right, they've been there like, for a long time, and it's not like this cornerback position has been flush with a lot of talent. So no, if they're start, if, if their starters are getting torched every year, and you're thinking, well, these are the backups. It's like when, like two years ago, when or uh, when the Packer defense was getting shredded, and you're thinking, you know, get Randall and all those guys out there. It's like, 
Um, you know, you don't want their backups in there if they're the starters. Like, uh, you want to see more of, like, Chris Banjo and, and all of that? Like, that's what you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's also, take a look at the receivers for Tennessee. Once again, I'm assuming that they're playing, but, you know, Corey Davis out of Western Michigan, he's mm-hmm. the NCAA's all-time leading receiver. Yeah. Last year, he was strong by hamstring injuries. He had only 34 catches for 375 yards and no touchdowns. But in the playoffs – in two games, he had nine catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns, both against the Patriots. So if he's out there with uh, Rashard Matthews and then tight end Delaney Walker, if you remember him, he's the guy oh, who yeah. torched, he torched the Packers that one game. Oh, so, don't remind me. Yeah, so you have those receivers. I'm wondering how these cornerbacks are going to be matching up with them. And that's why I, I really wish that we could have seen King and Alexander in this one because I think exactly. some speed guys like that, especially a Kevin King that – focuses a lot being on the line of scrimmage physicality yeah how do you handle a speed guy like that coming off the line would have been good to see a spot that i think is well it's definitely a lot better than the cornerback position but one that i'm very excited to see and finally some real action is that defensive line i am literally drooling at the idea of getting to finally watch what this defensive line can do in real life. Now, a lot of those main starter guys probably not going to be there, but I'm really focusing on, I'm hoping that Montrevious Adams can get you know, some time. When I was at the, the Packer family night, he was an absolute beast. Yeah. He was blowing up the line. And at the time, you know, it's practice. So you're thinking to yourself, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing that right. the line's getting blown up? <laughs> you know, That's, so it's like, I hate, I always hated family night because <laughs> I never know, like, well, is it good that this team this side's doing good and this side's not doing bad I don't know how to read this right exactly so and then but I'm thinking to myself you know the offense always prevails I feel it's always defense so when the defense is doing really well I'm, I'm more happy if the defense is blowing up the offense yeah because you know Rodgers will take Rodgers is a guy who can take a C plus team and make them an A A minus so I, I love it when I see the defense good but Montrevious Adams you know he had a red shirt year basically last year mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Mike Daniels, he's been out of practice for a while, so I, I don't think we're going to be seeing him. But uh, what do you think of Muhammad Wilkerson or Dean Lowry? He's definitely going to be there. Dean Lowry, I think, will definitely see a good amount of time. I would imagine that Wilkerson probably sees at least maybe one or two series. I don't know how much they want to throw him in there, you know, just because he's expected to be a main starter on that on the uh, on the line. But I would I would have to imagine you want to try and see what he can do, you know, at least once or twice in this first game. That's what I would think. Especially, you're not going to be throwing out a lot of your coverages, so you're not really looking so much about how people are playing their their coverage positions or anything like that or running a scheme. I want to see how these guys do in those one-on-one battles. That's really what I want to see out of that defensive line. And so I think to see what Wilkerson has right off the bat, I'd love to see that. Same. And and uh, also Kenny Clark. Yeah. You know, it's like, I want to see these guys go out there and play. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you have four preseason games. Pace yourself. Really pace yourself. Yep. If they're going to be playing, if they play this game, will they play the second game or the third? So, you know, it's you're really throwing the dice to see what happens. Yeah. And I think one last thing that I'm kind of looking forward to on the defense is we kind of touched on it with the Khalil Mack stuff the these multi-position guys, Oren Burks and Josh Jones, 
both can play a little bit of each other's positions. You know, Oren Burks was playing safety for a little bit there when he first started in college. He probably won't see that, but he can move around that whole linebacker position. Josh Jones, you, know, you were kind of hitting on Quentin Rollins a little bit. I want, I want to see where these guys play. You know, where where do they feel the most comfortable? Because that was one thing, especially for Jones. He he had to take that safety position over a little bit, and he really didn't seem as comfortable being there as he was in that sort of nickel linebacker role. So how do these guys kind of feel each other out, feel their positions out early on? That's that's the one thing all, all Packer fans out there, be patient when you see these guys. Because remember, preseason, it's an experiment. They're testing. They're putting guys in there. So you're going to see players screw up. It's not going to be like that necessarily during the regular season. So they're putting guys in there, giving them a test. All right, let's see what how Quentin Rollins does. Okay, let's take him out. Let's put Josh Jones in there now. Oh, okay. Well, then they then we learn from the mistakes. Right. So always remember that for preseason. And also, uh, people tend to forget that preseason. There are teams that that play so well in preseason. I remember. I think it was the 2008 Lions. Mm-hmm. They went four, they went 4 and 0 in the preseason and they went 0 and 16 in the regular season. So be patient. Don't worry if necessarily if an L is on the scoreboard, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Hopefully they win. But I just want to see players mature. So I want to see the player performance. So measure the performance this week and then when the next week comes, then compare it to that. Exactly. Yep, that's what it's all. That is what the preseason is all about. And thank God, it's finally here. We can stop talking about, you know, every little mistake and rumor that comes down. We can finally have game stuff to break down and dissect. And as we kind of wrap things up, Andrew and Kyle tomorrow will have sort of that breakdown of what happens in game number one, preseason game number one. So make sure that you tune in tomorrow to check them out. As we wrap up, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Myself, Dan Kotnick, DK all the way. Chris Schimmel, at Chris Schimmel, right? Chris Schimmel, K-R-I-S-C-H-I-M-M-E-L. Make sure you follow both of us as we go through. Make sure you're following the Pack-A-Day podcast on Twitter as well, at Pack-A-Day podcast. And we can, you can officially find us on, I think, every possible podcast platform now, iTunes, we're on Spotify just recently. You know, make sure that you're going, subscribing, liking us, leaving us reviews. We appreciate every single one that listens and gives us the reviews. But that will do it for us. Until next time, enjoy preseason game number one and go pack go. Go pack go. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Got Adams! 30! Turns up field, 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over. Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, being flushed. Rolling left, winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's hot, what it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! A miracle yes! pass yes! 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 in the end zone. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. One kick away from the NFC Championship game. From the 41, left hand spot, 51 yards, field goal attempt, snap, play.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.